Hello, hello, my friends. Happy Mother Moments Monday. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're deciding to listen to this podcast, I just want to take a moment, a mother moment, to say thank you to my listeners, my supporters, my followers. Friends, family, I'm so grateful for you guys. And so if you're listening to this episode with me, just do me a favor and screenshot this episode and put it on your Instagram story and tag me, or you can just message me directly on Instagram. But of course you guys know that I'm the host. Jazz like the music. You can follow my Instagram at Lamova, L I L dot M U V A. Everybody knows my favorite thing is there's no such thing as a stranger. So you can message me about topics, ideas, about comments, criticism, critiques, anything, and all the above. This podcast is for y'all, but specifically for you. So I'd love to hear from you. As I previously mentioned, I used to do premium subscription only episodes that have stopped. We have switched over to listener support. So if you click in the show notes, you can donate as much as you want to my podcast and it will be contributed to making this a better podcast. And I don't want to go on and on and on because I have such a juicy episode for you guys. It's so great. So now it's time to step behind the camera. Hello, my friend. Have you ever realized how hard it is to sit down and read a book sometimes? I'm here to solve that with Audible Plus. Audible Plus takes the hassle out of all that with over 10,000 titles to choose from, and it literally grows every week. So you'll gain access to a selection of Audible originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including exclusive series for only $7.95 a month. So do me a favor and use that link in my show notes and start your free trial today. Thank you, Audible Plus, for sponsoring my podcast. All right, my friends, you guys know I love for my guests to introduce themselves, so now you have that spotlight. Okay, well, my name is Alasia Serena. I know most people kind of get stuck on the Alasia part and don't know what it is, but yeah, my name is Alasia Serena. Uh, at first, I went by Alex Serena, but I felt like Alasia sounds a little better. Also, I got into some internet discrepancies, so that's what made me come up with the name. How did you go, like... But how did you come up with it? Like, it's super catchy. Um, okay, so, like, I was, like, Alex, like, I kind of wanted, like, a Spanish derivative of that. So, like, um, I, like, I think in their language, I don't know if they have an X or anything or whatever. But I know that, um, Alejandro is spelled with a J instead of X. So, like, 
I know if I just had the J, it would look like Alaysia, and I think people wouldn't know how to say that. So I went with Alaysia, and like it kind of um, like the spelling and translation of Alex into like more of a Spanish one, kind of like went from there, and that's how I came up with Alaysia. It do got this cool like vibe with it, <laughs> right? And so, um, tell us about yourself. Like what you do? Um, now uh, I am a photographer. I'm also well. Um, I study accountancy. I'm in, I'm getting my bachelor's for that. I'm also a pole dancer. I do lots of creative projects. Sometimes I do model here and there, or creative direct. I love doing visual arts. It's probably my most favorite. Out of all the things I do decide to put myself in, um, I feel like visual arts give me a way to express myself um, through some type of artistic outlet. So, Which one you like more, like being in front of the camera, like behind it? I can't say, like, I don't have, like, a preference, you know, because in the end, like, me being a model, I got to know what, I would translate best on camera. So I kind of got to see it from like both perspectives, you know? But I just, I would, I mean, I guess if I had a choice, I would say behind, cause you know, it gives me, I like having creative control. And I feel like sometimes as a model, I don't always get to have that. Sometimes like I'm literally subjected to what the person may want it every now and again. Sometimes mm -hmm. if I did, if I booked a photo shoot, yeah, I get that experience. But it, as a model, I don't get that every single time even if i'm in like a, a show or anything like that like sometimes it'd be theme based and it's um i may have to look a certain way have my hair a certain way or stuff like that but like being behind the camera i pretty much get to tell other people what to do like you know put your hands here, <laughs> wear your hair like this uh put this on okay have your jacket like this you know what i'm saying Okay. And so I I I do enjoy that because it, it also gets to show my creative direction too sometimes. You know, like when I model, people can't tell if I creative directed this or like it was mm -hmm. something else sometimes. And so I know when I was a model and I did do like the whole um like I would like style my own shoots. People never know I did that. Like and I would have to tell people out my mouth, like, yes, like, I styled this whole shoot. I found the hairstyle that I wanted down to the accessories, clothes, and the poses, you know. So, like, I feel like me being behind it, like, I got to really, uh, I feel like that get to express that a little bit more. Which one came first, uh, taking the pictures or modeling? Modeling. I started modeling on my 20th birthday. I did a cosplay of Revy from Black Lagoon. I don't know if you ever heard of that anime. No, but I love anime, so. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. Like, I love her character. She's a, she's like a raging alcoholic, but and she got a smart ass <laughs> mouth, but I really, I just love her character. <laughs> and, but, like, my friend Marlon was the first person that ever took my pictures, like, ever. And I had kept telling him I wanted to model for such a long time. So he was like, okay, well, for your birthday, we're going to do your photo shoot. And that's how I got into pictures, really. So, like, what made you, like, want to start doing it? Did you, like, see, you know, like, did you watch Tyra Banks? Like, was it somebody? Did, was it somebody? No. 
no, like really no. Like in the end, I just felt like what I what I felt like modeling could be, I just feel like nobody was doing it. Or or I wouldn't say nobody was doing it. I just didn't see it. You know? So like I just felt like I had ideas that could be translated into more photos and stuff like that. I think probably my most favorite shoot I have done so far is um we was out I think we was by the unknown collar bar where we were and mm-hmm. I styled the whole shoot. It was kinda like a like a cute Y two K kind of thing. And like my friend had purple hair. I had like brown and blue hair. And mm-hmm. I think that photo shoot right there is probably my most favorite because it really feel like I get to play a dope dress up. Yes. That's, that's what it that's what it really <laughs> feels like to me. It's a dope dress up. And so like you know, I get to wear whatever I want, and then people just, you know, snap pictures of me if this is a shoot that I got to uh, book for. Now, I have done shoots where, like, they, like, I had to just, you know, wear whatever they asked me to and then just showed up, which that was okay, too, because, you know, in the end, like, most cases, I always get my makeup done, especially mm-hmm. when my... Yeah, so especially with my best friend stand out. Well, when she did stay down here, she did makeup. So it was kind of like convenient to get into it too. But I just felt like um, I got to express myself with like cool looking clothes and whatever hair I wanted without feeling like I was being judged or like I'm being weird or anything like that. It just, mm-hmm. I just like having that full artistic expression. I felt like she did that for me. Did you like? Did you have, like, so your favorite thing about modeling is, like, the dressing up and, like, expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. But this, the, your favorite thing about uh, photography is kind of, like, taking the control of the creativity. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have, mm-hmm. what's, your, what's your niche when it comes to, like, taking the pictures? Like, do you have, like, something you go for? Is it, like, by the day? Like it's it's more of like um I try to find a photogenicness in like a photo and I feel like that's my niche. Like I feel like I can bring it out of anybody. Anybody that even if they feel like they're unattractive or or whatever, I feel like I can bring that out of anybody, no matter who they are, what they look like, none of the, any of that stuff. I feel like none of that really matters to me. Cause in the end, I best believe out of all these pictures we've gonna take, I bet you're gonna like about a good five, six, seven of them. Like, trust me. <laughs> Trust me, you're gonna love it. You're gonna think you gonna never like you're gonna see yourself on a camera like you never saw yourself before. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. like being on our phones and stuff and um social media don't give enough justice with pictures, but I feel like with real cameras, they do. Like you get to see like certain features of people be accentuated, you know, like it'll highlight certain parts of you that you never may or may have not paid attention to. You know, I just really like making people feel good about themselves by the way they look on the camera. I feel like that would be what my niche is. So do you like believe in like cause you know like when you're on social media majority of the time we see celebrities they're like you know over edited or they probably don't look like that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a feeling like do you have an opinion when it comes to that? So like I feel like with editing and stuff I feel like sometimes you know people do like they request that you know like I like more of like cool like edits you know like the ones where like they really manipulate the photo so you know you can't sit inside of your hands or nothing like that but like I understand why they would edit a photo you know like because sometimes mm-hmm. it can take away from the photo girl I don't seen people lashes be like 
Like, I guess since my best friend does makeup, I get to see the difference. But when you wear lashes, sometimes I could tell somebody's lash is like too high up on their eyes. And I can't edit, I can't edit that out. I can't get rid of that. Like, uh, if your wig too far back on your forehead, like I can't edit that. But you know what I'm saying? I can edit your baby hairs, you know what I'm saying? I can edit your lace a little bit, but like like uh, um and sometimes I get why sometimes they'll edit like their bodies because sometimes when you take the picture like it'll it, it can make your picture look fun especially the way it translates in the photo so I, I get it and sometimes you know it can distort how people view people's actual real bodies you know like they may feel like uh being natural is like a dead thing but even back then in those old then those old like 2090s photos they was edited pictures back then too like you know what i'm saying it might not it like i don't feel like it might not be in an intense level as it is now but or in some cases it is but they were still editing pictures like they still were doing green screen like they were still doing it you know mm-hmm. but i can but i can see why people get it but i can see how it can it can distort you know people's like view of what people really look like you know because people keep seeing these heavily like edited filtered like pictures mm. so like what's your favorite thing about like editing is it like boosting people's like confidence and stuff like well like taking pictures and editing and everything like mm-hmm. that like, boosting people's confidence so they can actually see themselves kind of thing yeah also like editing for me too is like I get the it like I said like I get to distort the image like you know on mm-hmm. purpose so like I get the if I want to add colors to it I can add colors to it um if I want to like make the image like slightly darker in this type of way I could do that it's just like that um that free reign to do different things to a photo like they could still make the photo like look better outside of the raw version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what I get most out of just editing photos. It's just really being able to just uh manipulate the image however. Um, do you remember when like I think it was like two, three months ago when there was like this big thing, I forgot what the app was called, but people paid for the app to do like this AI like you talking about Linda? You talking about that? Yeah. How do you feel like feel about that? Because I've seen so many like people in the art world was like, I don't like it because um, they're copying people and everything like that, and like you know, artists and that. And then other people's like, I like it because you know I get to see myself in other different effects and this and that. Well, me personally, I didn't like it because in the end with AI, like, you have to feed it to know what it's going to look like. So in the end, this art that they showed was artists from other people, but, you know, AI version. So it was like, um, it's people out here that do digital art. Yeah, it might have not been $5, but in the end, this, uh, the company, like, they had a few discrepancies. With the company, they were taking, like, drawing styles of, like, digital artists, you know, and... And honestly, like, I don't know if you are, I don't know how much you get in the graphics, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just editing pictures themselves is hard. So I can only imagine how it is in a digital, like, standpoint, you know, making cartoons and stuff. And then we get on TV and see people make those cartoons. Like, I, I remember I used to watch sometimes, like, the behind the scenes of when they would make it, and they would be in there months. 
just you know flipping through little parts and it was like okay we got to fix his hand here we got to put this here you got to put this here so i can see how people was like that's a slap to the face of people that do digital art and y'all got a machine that that's giving y'all six seven fingers on y'all hand when that's not natural you know what i'm saying because i it was some it was one point i seen some and i'm thinking this was real you know, like, like it was mm-hmm. getting too good. I was thinking it was like, this is a real picture. And then I got to look at their hands and how they look. And I was like, wow. It was kind of scary because I kept seeing it. Like, it took me a while to figure out what was going on because I kept seeing, like, all these different pictures. I was like, dang, like, why are everybody getting super creative? Like, I like this. The next thing you know, I start hearing about the app. And I was like, oh, my God. And exactly what you said is, like, the main things I kept hearing is, like, you know, they ripping off people that actually put in the work, the time, and everything like that for it. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. You know, the thing Yeah. I noticed some of the people that did put, I guess, like, some of the artwork they did steal from people, they actually ended up passing away, like, some of them. So I was like, dang, y'all stealing from people that's dead, too. Like, that's really... And then I felt like in those pictures, I think they, I think they kind of guessed what your aesthetic would be, you know, just, like, in the picture. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people's pictures, like, they had, like, like I just feel like I think some of them were, like, they had, like, spiritual ones. Some people looked like fairies, different ones. So, I never, like, did it, so I necessarily didn't get to see what, like, the options was. But I seen when people posted it, and they gave you, like, different themes of, like, or in different uh, drama styles of digital art. It was really crazy, but I just didn't like the fact they were stealing from people, like I said, that was, that does this as a living. And then people would rather go to this AI thing because it was five dollars versus spending however much. Because I think sometimes when I get like logo, when I had got my logo made, it was like two hundred dollars. So you know, so like you know, five dollars, two hundred dollars is a big difference to some people. You know, so mm-hmm. so um, you're really big on like supporting local uh, people and entrepreneurs and everything like that. Yes, absolutely. I love collaborating with them. Um, you know, setting up different types of projects and stuff. I um my best friend, well we became best friends through us like collaborating with what she wanted to do cuz she like I said she is a makeup artist and so like and I did creative direction so sometimes like when we would do stuff together, I would help her style like, you know, the looks, like what they would wear, what they going to put on, you know. Sometimes sometimes we would have to walk so I would help with the music, the soundtracks, and whatnot. So um, I like to collaborate with just different people and just different things. And because it, it, I feel like I can also expose myself to different forms of art that I never may have not seen before or was aware of. So who is, like, one of your favorite, you know, collaborations and stuff? Or, like, what's your one of your favorite projects that you've done? Um, like, like in general, or like just with photography. However, you want to take the question. Or both. Um, okay, so I guess with photography, photography, I think probably my favorite shoots I've done is probably the one I did with you, and then the one I did when I was in New York. I did one of this of my uh, of a friend, and she brought me to this little tree joint. And they had these weird little lights on it. But also another project that I enjoyed that I collaborated with was my friend. We did, um, we were, she made me a genie. We had to walk around on the stage because it was for a makeup show. I was painted, she painted me all blue. 
And then she was sticking these little things on me. But honestly, I really did look like one of those little Arabic genie things. Like, I really, like, down to my hair, the little bangles, the uh, stick, sticker details, girl. I was I was covered in paint, honestly, I think, for, like, a day and a half. But <laughs> I be feeling like that'd be worth it. Because, you know, like I said, I get the – now it's but on another level. So I can only imagine if we were in movies, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, but, like. It's, but sometimes that's what it be feeling like. Like, I'm in, like, a movie playing, like, a role, like, dressing up like that and getting painted on like that. Mm-hmm. But then um, just, but, like, doing the whole, uh, like, different people of, like, taking pictures of them. I really just be trying to see, like, if, if this person, like, if I like their style, you know, how they dress. And then maybe, like, based on, like, where I live or where we are, you know, we just take pictures of them. Or just if they know a location that's cool, you know we could do that too you know because when I was in New York I virtually didn't know where to go but I just knew that like okay this is what I want and this is how I want the pictures to translate but they ended up turning out great even though like I just didn't know where to really take pictures at outside of the arcade that I planned you really did good um so she had did a photography tour in New York and like went there completely by herself and killed it. Um, I'm gonna put your both of your Instagrams in the show notes so you guys need to check that out. But can you tell us about your photography tour? Okay, so my next my next area. So I'm trying to see if uh, I want to go to Atlanta or Memphis next. I'm just trying to see like what people can I gather because like with the New York one, it was kind of it was kind of easy like to uh, find people in New York, but. Uh, for the other two places, my best friend, she moved to Memphis, so, like, I feel like that was going to be, like, a collaboration project. In Atlanta, mm-hmm. I don't know any makeup artists down there. And then my next place was supposed to be Charlotte, so depending on, like, what we do in Charlotte, and then where I was going to end at is in Los Angeles, and I wanted to end the tour on my birthday, because since I I started doing uh, modeling on my birthday, I kind of wanted to end it on my birthday, kind of show it some type of significance. But I just wanted to try going different places and taking pictures of, like, different people and different things instead of me just, you know, just constantly shooting in Chattanooga and with people that uh, I may know or I may not know. And so I also got a shirt of the people, whoever participates. I get them to sign it in the end. And then I take Polaroids in them and they get to keep it kind of like a, like a scrapbook or a keepsake type of thing. But honestly, like, when I did, came up with this idea, like, I meditated on this idea. And then that's how, like, something was like, do this. So, and then we went from there. So, how did you come up with the place? I know you said Memphis because um, one of your friends lived there. But what about, like, what made you think about, like, Charlotte, Los Angeles, Atlanta? Okay, so in Charlotte, I have a friend there. And she said she was going to crochet. And then there was another girl that she's from the area or like an hour or so from it and so she was like okay like you know we can all work together but she was a model too so like I was and I'm really cool with her and we're real good friends so I was like okay I want to take pictures of her in there for Atlanta um my sister lives there but I feel like I could we can meet models down there and also I when I flew back from uh New York I actually met a model that was from Atlanta and I wanted to take pictures of her also. And then in Los Angeles, I'd never been to Los Angeles. And I feel like out there, I feel like I can really find a model whenever, whoever. And also, I kind of wanted to, um, 
my uh this lady that teaches me how like teaches me dance she's also a burlesque dancer and i always wanted to see a burlesque show and i feel like that'd be a good opportunity to get pictures of a burlesque show even though i've never you know been the one before and i wanted to take pictures of people dancing in real time mm-hmm. and so i felt like scenery was great for that so how did you get like because are you trying you're basically traveling to these places alone even though you know somebody there you're still traveling alone um mm-hmm. how did you get like that free spirit and like confidence to be able to do that I'm not gonna hold you when I went to New York that's probably one of the most intimidating things I ever had to do because that's the first time I ever flew by myself and that's the furthest I ever went alone somewhere and when you like, told me about it it just seemed like it was just so like okay, I'm just going to go to New York. I'll see you kind of thing. Like, I, like, I, like most times I don't go nowhere by myself. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try traveling by myself because my sister, my sister does it sometimes and sometimes she'll go with friends. It really just depends on what the situation is. But I, um, I wanted to experience like traveling alone and then meeting people that I wanted to see along the way, you know? So when I went to New York, I met people that like, I've spoken to, like, you know, over the phone and stuff like that. And I liked it, the way they looked and their aesthetic. So it wasn't hard to link up with those people, even though this is, like, virtually I don't really know them, you know. And virtually this can be scary, you know. They can be some weirdos, you know, whatever. But I've yet to run into that, you know. But it, it just... I don't know. I just didn't really gain it. I just... It felt like more of impulse. Like, I just, was, I just woke up one day and was like, I want to do this tour. And then... Virtually, I'm going to have to go to most of these, some of these places by myself, you know, if my family and them not there. So, you know, if I, if I want to travel, you know, when I, especially if I, once I really uh, graduate college and everything, I'm going to have to get it just to traveling by myself. Because I think that's the, I want to say that is the second time I've been on the plane. I want to say. So, yeah, the, the second time I've been on the plane, that's the furthest I went and the furthest I went by myself. And I think going out there, too, like, riding the subway was slick intimidating, too. Like, because virtually, like, I didn't know necessarily how to get around, how to catch it. I think I, I think I stood on one part of the subway where nobody was catching it. And I was like, where are the people at? And I had to find <laughs> out. I had to go up some more stairs. Like, the whole subway system is so weird in New York. But I had to go upstairs to get to it. And then, like... You could tap in and get inside. And also, it showed me in New York, like, in technological senses, they're more advanced than it is in Chattanooga. Really? Yeah, like, yeah, because, like, it's a bunch of stuff you could just tap and pay and just go from there. Like, some stuff in Chattanooga, you just can't tap and pay. You still might have to have your card or maybe have cash or something like that. Like, everywhere don't take, like, Apple Pay. Like, up there, I virtually could just travel with my phone. Like, I didn't virtually have to bring my wallet nowhere, to be honest. Like, if I wanted to leave my wallet at the little place, I could have. The only time I think I really need my wallet is really just to get to TSA. <laughs> I think it, it, do you think it's because it's such a fast-paced kind of city? Like, they got so so many people, people got places to be kind of thing? I can see that. Also, at the same time, down there, like, when you catch the subway, it's like, um, you could, because uh, it runs for a while, I want to say. Like, I think it runs pretty much all day. So, like, in New York, it's like boroughs. So, and I didn't know that neither. So, when I was out there, like, looking at it, I was just like, this public transit stuff is crazy. So, like, 
it was some of it some trains had letters some had numbers like and then some parts i think like in brooklyn they didn't i think if you go like too like much deeper into brooklyn it's like there's no trains you have to now so like and also i just feel like with the subway it's more cheaper and more convenient to get around than to catch lifts because i was with some friends and i hey we're lifting or whatever and they was just like and i told them how much i spent comparison to what they're adjusted to and i was like that's really cheap for you to be coming like through lift i was like i don't know like i expected to be a lot higher to be honest you know like mm-hmm. and out there oh, girl people out there girl they drive crazy as hell. like <laughs> girl like i man like it i like i went to texas and i thought they drove crazy but no i went there and they drive I, I think I, we almost got into an accident when I was riding around almost, like, four times. Like, and we was just, like, down the street. And I just feel like the, the like, the traffic is crazy because, I, I was trying to go to, like, a store. And they, um, I had dropped somebody off at the center. And, like, it, it, it said five minutes. And the place was literally just around the corner. And I was just like, why does it say five minutes? And, like, the store is just right here. But I got to see, like, the traffic it's so bad but i can see but i can see why it's like like that because it is a bunch of people like a lot of people a lot of people take the subway like i think i rode the subway to a point where people had to stand like was it okay do you feel like more people because like i've never been in new york only thing i know is just like what i hear Mm -hmm. and like so do you really feel like it's a lot like they say that it's more people who walk around and like take like the subway and everything like that than driving is that like can you tell or slick slick yeah you kind of can because like um like i said like a bunch of people be walking in and out this subway like is is hella people um then like when you go in there like you'll come up and like you'll probably have to take another train to go somewhere else like because sometimes it's like depending on where you're going you may have to take one train or two trains but if you stay within the circuit so like you go through the turnstiles and then it's like you will um you could ride you could ride as many trains as you want but once you come out you know what i'm saying you have to pay again so virtually with uh with that yeah like you can kind of see it like because where i stayed at we was in queens so i had to catch the uh the train uh the subway out of queens to um i think we went to Times square grand central you know so i only had to take one train and i could just take the train back but when i went to Brooklyn. I don't, I think that first day I caught the train, but that second day I didn't want to catch no more trains because it felt like I was it felt like I was riding forever sometimes. Like, and then like people was getting in and off the train with them and their children and their friends, and then like, like then it started to get crowded. Like I remember one time I tried to catch the train and I couldn't because it's like it was so many people. But yeah, you can kind of see it though. So, but I, it's kind of cool though because you know like down here like people don't people don't really take public transit down here like that. So, but, like, up there, it's, like, a way of life. It's a way of being, you know? And, but, like, I feel like because so many people walk around, you know, like, the city is kind of, like, you can really interact with it, you know? Especially when I went to Times Square. Like, it was so much stuff out there. Like, it was so many different things you could see. Like, it, like, I actually got to see, like, the little, like, boards where people was putting, like, their music artists and stuff up there. So, like. Like walking like up there just seemed kind of normal. Like, is everything like super? Well, I know you're only there for like a couple of days, but everything that you wanted to get to, 
was it like close or did you feel like everything was like pretty spaced out like okay like hmm, if I can recall like everything was pretty much kind of like it was kind of like close together like especially when I went to Times Square like you could see all the buildings that were virtually like close together and everything like that now, when I went to Queens, when I went to Queens, it virtually felt like I was in Highland Park. Like, when, <laughs> when I first got there, I swear, like, I really feel like I left the house when I went there. And, like, because they had the houses, they had a few little little stores and stuff. Like, it really felt like I was at home. But when I started to really, like, go out there, out there, I got to see it. Like, in Brooklyn, Brooklyn literally looks like, hey, Arnold, like, like, I seen where the houses was, like, on top of each other. Because my friend that I was taking pictures of that I did with the light, she stayed in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So, when I went to her house, I was like, girl, look like, hey, Arnold, I said. She was like, that's what <laughs> show based on. I was like, wow. I was like, okay. Like, it looked like Sesame Street. All the shows that had, like, those uh, those crazy-looking apartments. Yes, that's literally how it looks. <laughs> would you ever move there? Yeah, I actually would. It's actually straight, like. The weed is pretty cheap up there. Um, I thought things were going to be really expensive up there, and it kind of wasn't. I just feel like it's more expensive just to live there. I can see I can see that. But as far as, like, getting food, getting, like, um, uh, just recreational st- stuff like that, like, it's pretty much like who's in chat, really. It's just, like, I just know that where you would live and how you get around would be very, very much so different. I just really just do not recommend driving unless you want to wreck your car. This is, this is it. That's the only thing. <laughs> Was people, like, um, super friendly up there? Or were they just, you know, minded their own business? Minded they, they really actually just minded their own business. Like, people didn't, like, when you came in, a, like, you know how, like, down here people say, hey, good morning. Like, no, mm-hmm. people did not do that. People did not do that. People did not <laughs> say, people did not do that. They just looked at you. And that was it. <laughs> that, or they'd be like, oh, okay, what, what you need? Like, what you looking for? Like, I think I went to one place in Grand Central. She was the only one that spoke to me. But I honestly didn't view that as a problem, you know. But, I, but like, the whole, like, Southern hospitality thing, that does not exist up there. People don't really say excuse me either. Like, they'll bump into you and not give no fuck. Like, so, like, uh, like up there, like, when I walked with people, I would, like, I would still say, excuse me, but, yeah, a lot of people didn't say, excuse me, this is bumpy, they didn't kill, they'll walk around you, whatever, like, but, yeah, that whole good morning, hey, how you doing, like, uh, speaking to you stuff, yeah, no, uh, I will say somebody hissed at me, though, somebody hissed at me <laughs> on my way, we was, I was walking with my friend, and, and I forgot where we were, I think we was on our way back, or we was going somewhere. And she was like, uh, she was, she was holding my hand because I was, it was so, because seeing all those people in the subway at once, I was like, damn, it's crowded down here. And like the, the homeless people, I'm not, don't even get me started on the homeless people, but the homeless people down there is like a whole nother different, <laughs> like it's like the homeless people here is nothing, has nothing on the people that's up there. Like people, some, it's, it's sad to say, but some people actually live in the subway. So I got this, I seen that and I was like, damn, y'all live down here? Cause it, it, it was cold, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I like one one dude, another dude walked up to us. Now he did say hey, but he he stunk, and we was trying to get away from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so like outside of that, like nobody really spoke to us. And then one girl, I had told her like the other girl I took pictures of. I said one dude hissed at me. She said, "Oh, that's normal." I said, "What?" I swear, I still laugh about that since she told me that. I still laugh about that really. Yeah, because, like, nobody spoke to me but him. He just hissed at us, and then we just kept... She said, girl, come on. I said, okay. 
I, I had my, I literally, I think the whole time I really had a guy the whole time because girl, like, it was scary, girl, because the homeless people was deep. Like, <laughs> they were in that hole deep. Like, they was sitting up there with that, and the trash, the, oh my God, the trash is terrible. Like, I think in Times Square, I, I would see about seven, eight bags just stacked on top of each other. So, like, and, but the street was like clean when we would walk, but like, as you kept, as I kept going, I just started seeing the trash get worse and worse and worse. And like some parts in New York, that's how it is though. Like when you walk around the corner, like it looks real nice. I went and I went on Wall Street too. Like I got to see the finances stuff, like TD Ameritrade, all that stuff. But I walked around the corner a little bit. Girl, it smelled like straight piss, trash. I was just like, okay, never seen this before. Like maybe I'm in the I don't know if I'm in the right place. And it'll, it looks dark, too. It looks dumb, dark. It looks stupid, scary. I just be like, okay. <laughs> but I had a friend who told me, it was like, some people, like, the piss smell comes from people, like, not being able to go to the bathroom because you got to buy something to go to the bathroom sometimes. You know, some places don't got public bathrooms. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. So I was, because for, I, man, I was walking for blocks at one point because I was in, I'm in the more, like, scary looking part. And I was just like, damn, it's been like piss for miles. Like, from like, like it felt like I, I was just, I was stepping in it at this point. Like, it was just so funky. And then I got to see, like, where the trains, like, where they pass over you and stuff. Like, I got to see all of that. Like, and so, like, some trains, they go underneath, and then some trains go, like, above you. So I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So, did you feel like, Cause you know how like if you go somewhere you feel like you stick out a little bit like they know you're not from there. Did you feel like you? No, I know I, because I actually my friend was like when I started putting on my clothes he said, "So you dress like you from here?" I said, "Well, shoot, I I just ordered some clothes so I blend right on in." But honestly, <laughs> when I seen <laughs> when I seen them though, like yeah, they really just dress like us. But I just didn't I didn't get to really hear nobody conversations too much. So I couldn't hear like people in their New York accents a little bit. I did learn some new words like brick meant cold. Like it's brick like they they kept saying it's brick as fuck. And I'm like, what is what does that mean? But it means cold. So like I got to learn like some New York lingo. I thought that was really cool. Um I I think next time when I go, I wanna go see the Empire State Building and then some other stuff. Um, some people say they don't go to Long Island, like, don't go, so I, I don't know about going there. Um, I didn't visit the Bronx when I went, either. I think I only, I only just went to, uh, uh, Queens and Brooklyn and, like, Times Square and Grand Central, because I was only down there for a short amount of time, but I think I'll go again and just to see, like, everything else, because it was, it was really nice to go up there and, um, see, like, different aspects of different culture. I tried different food, like, I tried bison for the very first time. I thought it was that it was amazing. I was trying to I was trying to find a pole studio up there though. I did not find one. How did you get into um pole? So first time I seen it was FKA Twig. She did her Mary Magdalene album. Cause that's when oh she God. was really yeah, that's when she was really polling. Yes. And then, and then I seen cellophane. I was like, okay, this look cool. But the but however, that didn't really like I didn't really get into it till like a year or two later. So like I went to my first class and I first class. And that was the only class I ever been in as far as like a a student teacher person setting. But what really did it one day I think I had lost my job and I was feeling some type of way. Like I think I was really down in the dumps. And one day I meditated or whatever, like for something that'll really like be for me and ground me. 
and what came up was pole. So that summer I ordered a pole and I I went through and studied all kinds of poles. So it's some poles you can wear with your clothes, some of them that you can't because you you can hurt yourself. But like it that meditation did a whole lot. So I really got to learn more and because with uh with pole like you also do yoga so you can help get into those shapes. So it really started to become now like a grounded practice for me, like or like a sense of meditation. Like now, it just it just do a lot for me, you know. Just outside of just like a physical workout, because in the end, like I honestly like I've been to the gym, but like I don't really care to lift weights or nothing like that. Like that never been like my thing. But I feel like I I have lost weight through dancing, like through contemporary dance. So I mm-hmm. feel like this could help me you know like get in shape and feel more confident about myself and then also become another form of expression as well so like on your the first class you ever took was you scared or was it no no it no hello my friend have you ever realized how hard it is to sit down and read a book sometimes i'm here to solve that with audible plus Audible Plus takes the hassle out of all that with over 10,000 titles to choose from, and it literally grows every week. So you'll gain access to a selection of Audible originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including exclusive series for only $7.95 a month. So do me a favor and use that link in my show notes and start your free trial today. Thank you, Audible Plus, for sponsoring my podcast. Or whatever she was like oh, okay just come right and then she was like do this and i was like okay what else and she's like keep doing it till I <laughs> so she had me one <laughs> and that whole class i only just learned one move that entire class so i just i don't know if that's how she run her class or she got private lessons i don't know that's just what she did when I was her student. So I just thought, like, the the, the get-up was weird. Like, because I was just like, how you know what I can do? You know, like, how you know I can do this? Like, <laughs> check me out or nothing. Like, and I don't know how other people poll classes are, you know, especially um, in other places. Because I'd be saying they'd be having a bunch of students there, too. But I don't know if, like, they'd be like, okay, this is the move for the class. And we just, they go by levels. Because... When I was in that class, I could see different people was on different levels when I got there. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, like one girl was climbing. Like, one girl, she was doing this other thing and this spin. I seen them wear their heels. I didn't even, I think at that time, I I knew nothing about, like, pole attire or nothing. Like, I knew nothing. I knew none of the stuff I knew now. I really just, I didn't even know what to wear. She was just like, wear, uh, she was just like, come in with a, your shorts and your shirt or whatever. Now, on the pole that I first practiced on, this is a silicone pole. And I didn't know that. So, when you get up there and you start really pressing your skin up against the pole, like, it'll really, like, start to bruise you a lot more faster than mm-hmm. it would if you were on, like, a chrome pole. So, usually on my chrome pole now, like, if I'm on it for, like, a few hours practicing, that's when I get a bruise. But, like, I was only in her class for an hour, girl. I had a whole fat bruise on the back of my leg. And I didn't know, like, in that in that setting with that pole specifically, it's more mm-hmm. built to wear clothes. Now, you can you don't have to wear clothes with it, but that's what silicone is built for, you know. And it's more built for, like, air. So I was wondering when I was getting around, like, why I was struggling, kind of. And that's because 
it was I was on the silicone pole. And I didn't know that. And because I didn't even know both poles came in finishes. Like, I felt so ignorant at that time. And I felt so underprepared. Like, I, it's ridiculous. Like, when I went in there, it's just like, yeah, it's just like the girls was just ready. They just knew what to expect. Like, me, I didn't know what to expect, what to do, nothing. And I would say my whole body hurt, I think, like, like two or three days after that very first class. But after that setting, I've just been learning in a virtual setting. That's just what I've been doing the whole time. So, like, I learned on Fit to Flaunt. And a lot of the people that I learned from be on Instagram, too. And they host, like, Zoom classes. And they kind of teach you, like, of the grips and stuff like that. Because in that class, you didn't really show me the grips or nothing. Like, I didn't, I just didn't know what to expect in that class. And then when we were all done, the move that we learned or whatever routine we came up with so far, she made us do it at the very end. And she recorded it. I don't know if she does that now because I haven't been in such a long time. But she just would, yeah, she would just, like, uh, have us all do our little move or whatever to whatever song. Or she'll pick us a song. Like, I think the song I did was WAP, like, when it first came out. <laughs> so, like, and I was just like, okay, like, did you pick this on purpose or on accident? But it, it, it didn't matter, like. But I did it, though, you know, and I think that pole didn't spin either. So, like, or either she set it up like that where it, it's not supposed to. And I didn't know pole spin either. So, like, I was just learning so much. And I learned more about poles at my house than I did being in that one class. And that was so strange, you know, because I'm thinking, like, I was going to learn a whole bunch. But no. So I'm going to pause it right here. I'm going to hang up and save this. And then I'm going to send you the link again. And then I'm going to ask you questions, some more questions, okay? Okay. All right. Okay, so... I have so many questions. Like, how did you, how did you not give up after that first class? Because, you know, like, once you get confused after something, how do you just keep going? I keep going. Man. So, I, I ain't going to hold you. After that first class, I did not pull again till like, <laughs> till like oh, a, a while later. Because I didn't know how to get a pole in my house. Like, I didn't know none of that stuff. Like, I didn't know how to, how to in- bring it home. So, Fit the flaunt did that for me because in the end, like my sister had a pole at home, but watching her, like it didn't inspire me or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it didn't like really move me into doing it. But after that meditation, like that really moved me. And I ain't gonna hold you. Sometimes like getting into the moves, like they can be hard and they can be challenging. And sometimes I like you can go through a spiral of emotions trying to like, you know, doing the process or doing the work for something you wanna do. But in the end, like, it's really discipline because I, I feel like motivation is going to leave you. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to be motivated to do something. But I feel like that why on why you do it is what's going to make you make you do it. So I feel like my whys were to, you know, like, develop more mobility, flexibility, um, uh, the the creative expression to um to feel to have a um a meditative practice that's really creative you know those are where my wise on what made me do it but it's just that like sometimes I do get into plateaus when I am doing it like right now I'm at one like so I'm practicing for my splits and I'm really trying to see how long do like it take you know because everybody's body is different when it comes down to doing the splits because I want to learn how to do the jade and, and like all like, well, different moves that require the splits, you know, like, and 
and I want to learn how to do more of the advanced tricks. But it's just really, yeah, it's really just having that patience and that um that discipline. Cause you like getting in the pole, you're not gonna learn every move right away. Some of them really come like it's nothing, but the ones that's much harder or that require like a different grip or just require you just to constantly practice. Like those are the ones that's really gonna test your patience with the sport. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> them were the ones that go like because it's been times I was like damn do I really like do I really like doing this shit or what you know because yo like I it it, it like like doing pole and I've seen like this one the lady that owned the fit the flaunt app she was training her niece and I remember one part she was just like um I know she began frustrated when she can't get into the moves but you just got to keep trying it like that's the only way you're gonna get better at it and also at the same time you got to keep doing it too so like like I it's like you can learn to move and if you only practice it every so often you like your muscles will literally forget so it's like you literally have to drill yourself like to do some of these shapes and it's like really like crazy because like I remember one I think it's called the genie or the jasmine so these are more like knee pit holes so like you're hanging by your knees so like when I first got into it like it got easy but then like sometimes like I'm not always able to pull consistently and then when I had like took a little break girl like I could barely hang from my hang from my knees girl my hip was hurting I was just like okay (laughs) All right, all right. Like, this ain't anything I do out it. So, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Also, it like, doing it, too. Like, yeah, you got to be, like, con- like you got to do it consistently, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, uh, like, trying to just do it and have a busy life and stuff like that, it is hard. I'm not going to hold you. Trying to have a job and do school and do poll all at the same time and manage all of that is plus doing photography it was a lot sometimes it'd be times I, I ain't got on my poll in weeks because i was just so busy during the week and this is really my only my really my form only form of workout because like i said i don't like going to the gym and like that so i try to do it more to get my body moving and stuff and i just felt like it was a good outlet to really flexibility even though my flexibility is trash like through and through <laughs> like my flexibility is trash like sometimes when I do some shapes like it's called the vortex or whatever it's kind of like something like I would if I had a picture I wish I could show you but like it requires more of my back and like I have to hold it by my hands and like my leg mm-hmm. or like and like doing that I was just like oh my god like my back like my back feel really stiff is it like, some, <laughs> like upside down or something? No, like I'm just standing. Like I'm literally standing on the pole, but I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm not trying to hang from my arms. I'm really more gripping with my legs. But like when I do the shape, it's like um, my arms are behind my head and it's like I connect my oh. hands and hold myself by the pole. But it's all really, but my hands and stuff is all behind me. So like. I get- Yes, I get what you're saying. I yeah, you're saying. so like that that takes a whole level of like that flexibility <laughs> that I didn't know I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so like on um the first time you ordered a pole, you ordered a spinning one? Or... So so it comes with it comes static and spin. I wanted to get it like that because some companies they do sell it just static and it is cheaper to get it like that. But I didn't want that. And I had got an X pole, that's the brand I have. 
So, but however you go on Amazon, fit the font, whatever you don't like. Because when I tell people the poll I got, and then I tell them how much it is, they're like, damn, that's a lot to spend on the poll, right? Like, because mm-hmm. in the end of the sport, you can't hurt yourself. And I don't, I, I don't want to get nothing cheaply made together and I, and hurt myself because I decided to be cheap, you know? And like, <laughs> with, yeah, because like, don't get me wrong, like the Amazon polls do it, but like, I was putting up somebody's polls and all their parts didn't come in the poll. So like, It'll affect, you know, you know, certain shapes or like you climb into the top or whatever. And it also affects, you know, like how you how uh, how your pole actually stands like when you put it up. Yeah, like stability and stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how most people fall because it's not like most people fall because their pole is not level and it's not like taut like between the floor and the ceiling. So the tension between the floor and the ceiling when you stand it up there, that's what's going to hold your pole up there so you don't fall. And I fell off my pole before. Like when I first put it up, I'm like, I put it up with my friend the very first time, girl. We fell. We straight fell. I, I fell off that motherfucker. And she had asked me to bring it to her party because it's a portable pole, which is cool. You know, you can move it, whatever. Like, because another reason why I was scared to get a pole because, you know, I heard, I'm thinking poles are permanent. Mm-hmm. And, but however, like, no, like, you can literally take it down, put it up in your new house, whatever. Like, just the difference is, is just, Every ceiling or the distance from the floor to the ceiling is always different in every single house, but most cases it's always nine feet. I didn't know that. What? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I learned something new too. I learned, I learned a little bit construction. I learned about what a stud finder was. <laughs> I learned about what a joist was. Girl, I swear that, like, that's what I was saying. New experiences or new shit I try, I get to learn something different. So I learned a little bit of slight construction. Um, I learned like that. Uh. <laughs> That um that beams in the ceiling, that's what's gonna um because everybody's ceiling might be different. I think I got a popcorn ceiling, and that's the one where people got the little paint and it's like got the little sticky stuff. Like uh, I mean, it kind of like sticks out a little bit. So yeah. like people complained about that, you know, like when they have uh when they put their pole up. Now some people put like a piece of cardboard, so like the rim or the very top part of the pole doesn't like mess with the popcorn on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. But like I haven't really had that issue since I really put it up or whatever. But like I've seen where people like when they put their ceiling uh they put their pole up, their pole went through the ceiling. Oh my god. Yeah, like so and that's the reason why you gotta learn about joists, because the joists in the ceiling is what's gonna prevent you your pole going through the ceiling. Okay, so how did you you know when you said you first went to that um pole dancing class and everything like that and mm-hmm. silicone pole how did you figure out the difference between the two are you just like okay. how did you figure it out okay so I got on that pole and it felt really rough and I was like okay and I couldn't I couldn't decipher if this is normal or this is what it's supposed to do you know because in a sense I've never been on a pole before but I got the when I bought mine I had I had to research what finish I wanted and what they mm-hmm. did so most cases you see more of like home poles and like you know the booty club and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's what give you the more flowy, you know, and where people just you know doing all kinds of shapes and they just spinning around. But like the silicone pole is more for like the sportier side, like where you see people like they doing more of like the yoga like tricks and the more like fitness part of pole. Cause I. 
I didn't need no pole guy into a fitness aspect until I started doing it. I'm thinking it was just more of like a stripper thing. But no, when I started to really research it, like it was different parts. Like I had watched Muslim women do it. I had watched uh I had watched people do like pole competitions. Like I didn't even know it was a thing called a pole con, girl. Like I, I felt out the loop all this time. Cause like <laughs> girl, yeah, I see people that do competitions and stuff and like the poles were all different colors. So I was like, what is this? Now, um on Expo they had different finishes. They had silicone, they had brass, they had stainless steel. And they had uh, a powder-cutted pole. So, but all this means is just, like, your grip factor is going to be different. So, like, a silicone pole, I feel like, I think they are the strong, they have the strongest grip. And that's what's really what's going to hold you up there. So, like, more, with chrome poles, you're more liable to slide. But that's how you get the more flowy, like, in the more fluid-like form of pole, you know. Instead mm-hmm. of just it being like, you know, doing more of like aerial tricks and stuff. And with the uh, the different finishes, I got to see like how this affects, you know, your your literal grip and how you get on them. Because most people buy chrome poles. That's what they'll have, you know, especially in their homes and things like that. But like in the studios and stuff, they have like brass. And they'll have sometimes the uh the silicone or the uh or the cone pole. I don't really see too many powder coated poles. I feel like I feel like really X pole only sells that finish. But in the end, I I want to say it's like a hybrid kind of type. I'm not really too sure because I never got on that type of pole. But like, it's just the different finishes just affect, you know, the grip and how you get, like, how you sit on the pole and how it holds you. Because I done been on this pole, girl. I done slid. Like, with, with, that's with clothes on. And also, I feel like, you know, when you sweat, that's what makes it kind of scarier, too. Because once you start sweating, like, you could lose your contact points, girl, and hurt yourself. Would you ever compete in one of those, like, contest things? I'd like to come I feel like once I really learn my skill set, probably so. I just feel like right now I know more of, like, the basic and slight and immediate things. But once I start doing, like, the uh, dead hangs and, um, like, the handsprings where people be like, uh, uh, I wish I had, like, a picture I could show you. But, like, they'll have it where, like, they got their hands, like, on the pole. And then, like, they take their lower body and their torso and bring it, like, straight up, like, that that type of stuff like I don't know how to do that at all like and I feel like that take a level of uh of core strength that I virtually don't have to hang myself up that long so like what's your favorite thing about pole hmm I feel I because I like how expensive it can be you know like like I've seen one where like people were uh they did, um, it was this woman and this man, they were dancing together. And, uh, like, you could just do so much with it, you know, and honestly, if I feel like pole gives me, like, a circus feel, but I'm not at the circus, you know, like, because every apparatus isn't always, like, straight up and down. You can get, like, the little lira hoops, because some people do be in hoops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it just, it feel like I'm flying, without like the wings or whatever <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it kind of put me in the mind state like when i get up here we also have a circus school down here like i don't know if people know that either 
I did not know that. Yeah, we had a circus school down here. Like they train you how to do like the circus acts, and I feel I think like pole is kind of one of them. Mm-hmm. And like with it, like it it does require like a lot of practice and a lot of training to do half of that stuff. But it just really, yeah, it just gave me like like some uh I don't know. It just gave me like gymnastics and all that cool stuff and just but just at my house. Like a superhero kind of vibe. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Like I can like like if I wanted to dress up as a fireman and get on the pole and to to have fun, I could do that. <laughs> One of my favorite things that you do is like, um honestly I don't think you've done it in a minute though, but you will post like videos of you like learning the trick and everything like that on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't learned any new tricks because I haven't got into another session. Cause I've just been so busy, girl. But I want to learn the ballerina next, though. Like that, that's a move that's kind of like that's the move most people see mm-hmm. when they um when they see people do pole. But I I want to learn that one next. It's just I haven't um I haven't got another teacher again because that teacher that I had, she got rid of her program where she you could subscribe for a month and we um she'll meet with me twice a month. And to help me perfect the move. I feel like now she offers like an eight-week program where she should teach you how to do a move or whatever. And then she'll teach us like slight variations of it. So, I got a question. What's up? So, you know, you know how when we talk about your photography and everything, you said like, yeah, you like being a model, Mm -hmm. but you like being behind the camera because you get that creative control. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you said that you went to the pole class and everything like that, and he was like, I don't know, you know, if this is for everybody and do everybody do this, but she only taught me one thing. And then you went home, even though it wasn't immediately, you went home and then you ended up um, kind of sort of teaching yourself. You decided, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you still had that control. So do you feel like you learn better when you can control more stuff? In a sense, yeah, because in the end, then I, I could tell them what I want and what I want to try, you know. Because the moves that I chose that, I, that I'm that i most familiar with, I decided to learn those, you know, doing it. And, like, I got to I got to get, like, a to learn how to do those, you know, those moves specifically. Now, some of them I didn't need help doing because they were very much so, like, easy to learn. But the ones that required, like, a different level of muscle contact and um and muscle engagement you know it was like sometimes it's not always visible to see like me watching a video because in the videos on the app she'll go over the move with you and then she'll uh she'll do it all in a routine with all of those moves together mm-hmm. but however you had to go in another part of the app and go into like another section and learn the low flow part and this is the part where most people are like on the floor and doing that floor work stuff you know and different like little poses or whatever and then in the uh very bottom that's when she would have the section all the way like down there is that's scorpio tendencies to try to control stuff <laughs> and try to 
<laughs> that's how we operate best. Yeah, because like, cause I feel like if I if I don't, then I'm gonna feel lost. I don't, and then I feel like I'm not actively participating either. I feel like I'm just being told what to do, and that's why I, that's how I feel. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, as a teacher, yeah, tell me what to do, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I still want to pick like what moves I want to try, or at least like, you know, out of the um like. Out of the whole, like, I think with a virtual class, though, like, they didn't have, like, a, okay, this is the move you're going to practice, blah, 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 blah. Like, they didn't have that. Like, mostly when I went to, like, the virtual settings to learn pole or anything like that, I just, I had just told her what move I wanted to learn. And then she kind of helped me cleaned up, like, parts that helped me dance better as just a better pole dancer. Mm-hmm. And, like, um... She also got to show me, like, how to enhance, like, grips on the pole. So, if I feel like I was having a hard time learning this move because the way they explained it, they explained it so fast. And I virtually didn't have any time to really absorb what I was supposed to be doing. My teachers, basically, they would come in and kind of, like, help me learn, like, how to uh, how to improve, like, I guess, like, my setup and what better ways that I could help me get into it and then help me understand, like, okay, this is what made the move hard. Like, the Hello Boys, like, when you get into it, like, or when you do your, like, before you really, like, lean back and, like, open up your legs, like, your hands can't be too far up. Otherwise, you know, you're going to struggle with opening up your legs. And that's something I did struggle with. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know sometimes, like, where your hands is matter, you know, how high your legs go matter, because then it's affect, you know, how, uh, how, uh, how your, how your legs are going to open and how, like, you feel supported, like, and I feel like to me, I don't know, I don't know if I'm just tripping, but, like, on my pole, my pole feels much heavier than other people's poles, like, to be thorough with us, like, and I don't know, I have, I don't, I've yet to meet anybody else I got an expo, though, like, most expo people I see, they usually, um, they usually already be like professional, like dance, like they was already professional dancers, or they probably were strippers and stuff already. So like, most people that I meet that pole dance at home, they got like a fit the flaunt pole or an Amazon pole. They don't be having no, uh, they don't be having no X pole. So, but when I get on, yeah, when I get on other people pole, they pole just feel lightweight. I can get up here, no problem. All right, <laughs> I get on mine. That's like I, I, I don't know. It just feel different. Do you feel like online, like, well, not online, but, like, on, like, movies and, like, TV shows and stuff like that, they make, like, dancing on poles and stuff seem easy? Because, you know, like, majority of the time, like, if it's, like, a show about, like, like you know, like, P-Valley or something like that, mm-hmm. they make it, like, the girl just got on the pole and the next thing you know, she's good. You think it made it seem like it was very easy compared to what it really is? I feel like they made strip easy, like... And it's it's not that easy. Well, I ain't gonna say it's not easy or hard. I just feel like you don't have sales experience. You're not gonna thrive in this situation. Because some of those moves I did, uh, I mean, I saw them do. They, um, what is it? They were kind of, uh, they were kind of easy. And then some of them was kind of hard. Like I think, uh, Mercedes did the Teddy, and that's where she was like on the pole, but she was like holding her legs apart. Like, that's mm-hmm. hard, you know what I'm saying? Because if you ain't got your straddles or nothing like that, like, it's not going to look good. It's not going to look as pretty. Like, sometimes, like, 
when you do the moves or whatever, like, you know, it, um, depending on how mobile, how, how your mobility is and how your flexibility is, it affects how the move looks. So, like, I feel like for me, like, I don't like how my fans' kicks look because, you know, my straddle's not that, not that wide when I, uh, do the fan kick. So, I know if I try to do the teddy, it's gonna look funny. But when I do the hello boys, it don't necessarily look like that. Hmm. But I, I feel like I feel like Key Valley made they they made stripping look like oh this was this what it is like, it's not that at all <laughs> yeah because like when we talked about it the the way you told me about like the whole lifestyle and like the, you know even mm-hmm. though you're technically entrepreneur or self employed and everything I was like oh mm-hmm. I never even thought about it like that them being inside a building to me like it seems like they work for somebody I didn't know any of like. You know, you'd be naive to like what would go on in the background and stuff. Yeah, like, cause honest and honestly, like people people don't know, but like when you go into the strip club, them girls paid to work there. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it sometimes it could be sometimes it may be free. Sometimes it might be twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. Sometimes you might be paying a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars just to work. Mm. Depending on who, depending on uh who there, like. Especially if it's like a celebrity at the club, yeah, that they gonna make you pay out the ass just to dance, you know. And people, women are going to club and dance, knowing damn well they didn't pay to work. Like you know what I'm saying? That's an insult. That's an insult to them. And then for men to be like, oh, well, I'm just, I, I didn't, I, I'm not gonna buy no dance, you know. I'm just here for drinks. Why don't you just go to a bar then? You know, they serve chicken wings, fries, whatever. <laughs> most bars serve <laughs> regular <laughs> shit. Yeah, the most strip clubs mm-hmm. serve regular shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're, it's not like you're getting like a salad and some <laughs> weird wraps or something you would never get out of no strip club. Nine times out of nine, niggas is going for the hot wings, fries, burgers, you know, basic meals. So I'm just so like, y'all going in there, y'all know these hoes trying, y'all know these bitches paid to go to work. Like, mm-hmm. and y'all can't even, y'all can't even tip, you know, and honestly, you don't even gotta get no VIP dance. You can really just go to the stage, and you can really just throw twenty dollars and go on about your day. Like it really, it really ain't gotta be a whole lot. You could throw, you could throw five dollars. Like who cares? Like, like when I went to the strip club in New Orleans, like that's how I was. Like if I ain't want to tip them, if I ain't want to tip them no money, I wouldn't. I just walk off. I just walk off from the edge of the thing and go on by my time. Like it was, it wasn't nothing hard about it. Now, when I was in New Orleans, I did walk into a strip club completely on accident. I did not know it was a strip club. <laughs> I walked in Rich Cabaret on completely on accident because I'm thinking it's a burlesque show because of the name. It's not. I didn't think it was a strip club, girl. I felt so slow when I went in there. <laughs> I did. I was like, "This is a strip club, girl." I start. I walked around, and this when I seen the poles. I said, "This is a strip club," you know. And it's more of like. And then there's also different styles of clubs. You know, you got the gentleman's club and you got like the um the urban club. I would say P Valley. P Valley is more like an urban club. You've been trying to find this for list for so long. <laughs> yeah, I have, girl. Like I have, because it's just like people just really don't do it. Like, like I have to go out to see that. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's cool because in the end you get to you get to dress up and wear a little feathers and stuff, you know, and just dance real cute. Like I think it's cute. Like you don't have to like I feel like with um with stripping, it's like you know you gotta t- know how to twerk and do like work the pole a little bit, like, and then you gotta go around and talk to people. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot to balance versus like me being a burlesque dancer. Like you could throw money or whatever you want, 
But in the end, like, I virtually, like, you virtually don't got to talk to them. Like, you could virtually just walk up to them and, like, dance in front of them and then just, you know, keep walking. And part of, it's part of your routine, honestly. Like, and it's the same thing with belly dancers. So it's, like, that, those styles of dance, it's not a lot in comparison to, like, stripping. Because in stripping, sometimes you got to, you do VIPs, too. So there'll be, like, a little room where you dancing in. And then it's also a room where you can get, like, a... a where it could be just you and the customer, y'all in there just, you know, you end up dancing on them in there, like, so it's, like, different levels to the strip club, and um, I didn't, I really started to really see it in real time once I got there. Now, now, however, I, some clubs, they have a set price for dances, but, you know, the dancer's not gonna be like, oh, yeah, you gotta pay me what the club said. Like, they may charge you double that, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to get a dance on, just get a dance on them, you know? And, you know because in the end essentially this is how you make your bread and stuff and then like when you get when you dance on the stage like like i'm thinking like i don't know like i don't know what i was thinking like because i like i said i think p valley and that was my first really heavy interaction with the club so like i'm thinking like when they was in because i think when i went to the club it was kind of dead it wasn't like live or nothing like that mm-hmm. and like most of everybody's by the tip, like by the uh the stage rail. So like with the with the rail, it's like the girls really in the end is gonna be dancing around in a circle, basically to everybody that got money. Now the now I feel like what's weird is that honestly I was the only one really making it rain on her just because I just like the pole aspect of it because some of them did do pole. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the end, it's really, like, they really supposed to come up and shake their ass in front of you, and then you're supposed to put money on them. Then you're supposed to throw the money on them. I didn't know that either. Stuff, too, because it's, 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 it's a lot to go into stripping. Like, you, like, some people, like, um, in those cases, like, uh, that's how money get on the floor sometimes, and XYZ from being on the stage, and um, you can't like you're not supposed to like twerk by like the rail or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that can take away from the girl that's up there on the stage. And then you're not supposed to dance in the same area somebody else is in unless y'all agree to dance right there. That's called roaching. Like, girl, it's so much into just stripping versus them just you know twerking in front of you. And like, and I feel like they get a lot of like, uh, what is it? Uh, they get a lot of rap because of you know in the end it is a sexual it's a sexual environment you know you're wearing these clothes but every place don't tell you to get naked like i think at the club i went to they did get topless but the club we have down here you can't get topless you can't get topless or naked yeah in my head in my head i feel like um at the end of the day everybody has a purpose everybody has a job and at the end of the day if people are stripping there's people buying it you know what i mean so yeah it's like it, when people judge stuff, I'll be like, that doesn't make sense because, like, somebody's buying it kind of thing. So, if you're not right. it, like, why are you worried about it kind of thing? Man, and that's what I'm be saying. Like, why Why does it matter? You know, because they'll judge you and be like, is your dad proud of this? Blah, 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 blah. XYZ, XYZ. When it's levels to stripping, like, now don't get me wrong. Like, place like Magic City, you probably going to be butt-ass naked. I ain't going to hold you. You're going to be butt-ass naked. Okay? Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's just the environment there. But up, up the club, and every state do different rules per club too. Like it's just so much that go into like dancing in that. Like, but like a pole convention or nothing like that. You just get on stage. They call whatever your group is. If it's a group or you, it's just you, and you just get up there and dance. And it's nothing too crazy. And I think they give you like a time segment. 
that they give you and like the way they dance like the way they dance in pole competitions it's not as like sexy it's more of like more creative more like actual dance like some of them some people incorporate different styles of dance while they're dancing during the competitions they do contortionism uh and that's where like people are doing that weird bendy stuff and they're bending their bodies in all kinds of shapes or some people do like pole and ballet at the same time like when they do the pole competitions and stuff this makes me want to go on YouTube and watch this now. <laughs> yeah, girl, I seen one. I seen one. I'm seeing my favorite because I thought it was so hard, you know. And it was like it was a man and a woman, and he uh-huh. wasn't like twerking or nothing like that. He was just getting around the pole, like. And uh-huh. she said she she said she taught men how to get on the pole, so I can only imagine how intimidating that could be. Like, you know, being in a room full of women, you're the mm-hmm. only man, and you want a pole dance. Oh my god! Yeah, definitely send that to me. Do you um you feel like social media has helped you with your goals though? Like to like <clears throat> be able to even like branch out and network and everything like that? Yes, because I feel like it, it 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 uh I got to see different stuff, you know, that make it fit my archetype as a woman, you know, and like different hobbies and stuff. Like um for a while I was just only seeing people like do hair and nails and makeup and that and clothes and stuff, you know. And and being a female entrepreneur and stuff like that was cool but you know what i'm saying that really wasn't like that really wasn't my lane like you know so i got to i got to see people dance but i didn't want to do contemporary you know what i'm saying like it's cool but like i like seeing them like get on the internet and i seen people do poll on the internet i was like okay and then they made it where applicable where i could get a poll at home I was like, okay, this is cool, you know. And then um, also, I got the, I got, I got to meet different people that could teach me, because the teacher that I have now, she mostly just teach me online. So you know, like, I get to learn from different people online and learn different things about the sport. But is it got to be just pole though? Like, you know, I get the, I get more access to do different things. So like, and it made things a lot more easier to do. Like, I can only imagine going to New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know nobody. Then without social media, I'd have been going up there by myself. I'd been going up there by myself, and I would have had to find people to model. You know, like it was easy, you know, finding people off of social media mm-hmm. and getting them to model for me. You know, like you and you know other people. But I, I can only imagine how like that would have been back in like the nineties. <laughs> like it so hard. And like back in the day, like you know, you know, we got uh, and then back in the day they had uh, like they had this thing called MapQuest, so you have to read the directions off the piece of paper, girl. I experienced that shit one time in my life, girl. I felt like I was riding for hours getting to Birmingham, girl, because all we did was just drop my cousin off for of college. That's all we was doing. <laughs> and it felt like it took us forever to get there, because I can only imagine, like you know, you gotta go here. Mm. and like you gotta uh like you gotta remember the landmarks you know like because you know on the highway they got the little markers that tell you like oh if you stay in this lane it's gonna take you to chattanooga you you in this lane you'll um you'll go to georgia blah 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 mm-hmm. and like my mama didn't have that gps thing in her car so you know what i'm saying it's 
me and my sister and them just taking my niece to the school or whatever. And, and having to do that. Yeah, and I went to Florida without, uh, I think we went to Florida without a GPS too. So I was just like, how the hell we get down here? And y'all ain't lost. See, I think the only time I remember like trying to guide somebody to do MapQuest is like about two hours. But anything more than that, I can't even see. So going to Florida, oh girl, mm-mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, I can girl, I can only imagine trying to go to New Orleans. Going to New Orleans, any of that stuff. Like that's scary. Like But um do you have anybody you wanna shout out? Hmm, okay, well, I wanna shout out my best friend Shanti. She got a company called Shanti Slay. She do makeup, stuff like that. Um I wanna shout out my mentors, Marlon. Andre and my friend, well, I call him Noodles, but his name is Ramen instead. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, let me see. I want to shout out my friend Aisha. That's my girl. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else could I? Who else could I think of? My family, like you know, um, my sisters and my cousins and stuff. And then um, I want to shout out my friend uh, Key, because that's who I was talking about when I um I did her pictures. When I went to uh, New York, and my friend Raquel, that's who else I took pictures of when I was in New York, too. Um, my friend Patrick, that's who I met when I was down there, too. Um, they kind of was, like, literally kind of like my gods when I went around. Um, I'm trying to see, is there anybody else that I could possibly think of? I honestly feel like that might be it. Oh, 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 oh. Also, I want to shout out to my friend Nita because she's the one that's kind of like helping me dance too. Like, but she's helping me more dance like off the pole, not on it. <laughs> so she's been a part of my pole journey too. <laughs> and shout out to yourself for being an amazing photographer. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. 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 Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she took pictures of me that you can find on my Instagram. And, um, you guys, that will be the end of the show. So enjoy your day. Okay, you too. Have a good day.